All right. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is William, and this is Kristen. Welcome, welcome. We have Nanette Minley with us today. She is an intuitive marketing strategist and agency owner. Super awesome. I love her so much. And she's going to share a little bit with us right now about what led her to the work that she's doing in the world and how she's honored that vision. So we're going to actually pass it over to you, Nanette, so that you can start the conversation. Thank you so much. First of all, I'm so glad to be on here. Thank you for having me. Um, I have known Kristen for, I, I, it feels like years, but it's probably been less than a year. Um, just the level of connection that we have and just like the fire that happens when we're talking to each other is unparalleled. And I'm really looking forward to having this conversation. And I'm newer to William too, but I'm sure he's super dope. So <laughs> anyway, the work that I do essentially is, is intuitive marketing. And, and the, when people ask me what I mean by that intuitive marketing, I just mean that we're using your intuitive power, your intuitive skill capability or whatever to come up with your marketing plan for your business. My belief is that if your intuition brought you the idea of the business, then maybe just maybe the intuition can continue to guide you. You just have to learn to listen to it in different ways, ask different types of questions of yourself and really surrender to a, a much higher level of yourself over and over again, right? There's a lot of that up leveling that happens internally. And that happens, I believe in tandem with the growth of your business. So that is what intuitive marketing is. And I got into this work in a kind of an interesting way. I've been in marketing and sales basically forever since I was a little, little kid. I was the one that was buying the candy and selling it for a profit. I was the one that was making cookies at home and selling them at school, you know, writing essays for people and, and charging for them. Like I've always just been entrepreneurial and really good at sales. But when I actually started to use these powers out in the world, it started with helping a little restaurant down the street from me get more foot traffic. I understood social media. I understood how, you know, how to build hype. Essentially. I just did it intuitively. I'd, you know, had done it on MySpace back in the day. I already knew it, but I never learned it, if that makes sense. I just always kind of knew how to do this. And so I helped them drive more traffic into the restaurant. And it was a really cool thing because we just did a very simple social media campaign where we started to feature some of the ingredients. It was a pho restaurant. So we were talking about different types of, you know, ingredients that they had and, and just sharing them to build some excitement and awareness around what you could expect at the restaurant. Anyway. I go on to help all, all sorts of people for years. I'm doing this from, you know, that, that restaurant was in 2010, but I start to really do it more full-time in 2012 when I am pregnant with my youngest. And at this point, um, my spiritual awakening is triggered as well as I'm actually giving birth to my son and starting to think about the beliefs that I'm passing on and the whole like circle of life thing is hitting me. And I'm like, oh gosh, I really better take a, take an audit of what I believe and why do I believe what I believe. And all of that is happening while my marketing career is really taking off. And I'm starting to support at this point, just like network marketing people, um, you know, like realtors and just personal brands at that point. But when I got to 2016, I had a really, really pivotal moment. Um, at this point, I think I was helping artists like handmade artists on Etsy with marketing online. And I had a psychic join my Facebook group and I had not come out at all with any of my spiritual ideas. I had been 
very, very closeted around my beliefs around the universe and everything. And this woman reaches out to me. She's like, I have to talk to you on the phone. Like, let's connect. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm thinking maybe she wants to hire me. Turns out she did ultimately do want to do that. But she said that she had a very clear psychic hit that I was supposed to be working with spiritual entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she said it, I felt two things immediately. The first one is she's right. <laughs> and the second one was like, oh no, she's right. Like, but, but those people don't have money and those people don't like money. And how am I going to support myself serving a whole sector of the community who's decidedly, you know, pious, you know, they don't want to have money because money equals bad or money equals evil. So I had to do a lot of reckoning within myself. But at the end of the day, I knew that, like, I tried to continue, you know, for a couple of days talking to artists. And it just felt like I was lying to myself. I knew that I was supposed to work with essentially spiritual entrepreneurs who were using the internet in a, in a way that was benevolent. You know what I mean? Using marketing in a way that's benevolent is very important to me because marketing can be and has been used for evil forever, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to add to that noise. I don't want to add to the manipulation. I don't want to add to the shame. I don't want to add to that. And so moving into serving spiritual entrepreneurs really allowed me to kind of line up with my truth in a better way. And ever since then, I've just been serving spiritual entrepreneurs like, like a full time. So that's kind of how I got to be here and talking about this. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a beautiful story. No, I love, I love hearing how the, the progression. And then when you have that moment of like, wait, I know that this is the actual truth, but now that I know that this is the truth and I have the awareness of it, what am I going to do about it? And am I actually yeah. going to follow that and take action to, to living into that truth, right? Because that was a pivotal chance for you to either go one way or the other. You could have continued down yeah. that path and not honored your vision or honored where you knew you were feeling called, mm -hmm. you know, to go. Yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of fear. Yeah. Because at this point, it had been like clawing for like my 3K a month. I was like, fighting for my money like I was working every day I did live streams every single day um, inside of my group at the time and I was working so hard for my little 3k and you know I thought if I go this route like I might blow it like I might lose all momentum I might lose everything that I've built but within a month no the second month of pivoting I hit my first 5k month and I've never been below that ever since like and this was in 2000, early 2017, um, even though I've gone through every possible thing you could imagine someone going through in the last few years, I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating, even though I've gone through all of that, my business has been sustainable because I don't have to energize myself to go work in it. I love what I do and I love the people that I work with and I love, you know, having a part to play in the healing that's happening through my clients. Like, that's really energizing to me. So no matter what kind of stuff is happening at home or you know, in the world, even I feel energized by the work that I'm doing so I can continue to do it sustainable. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I actually relate to you a lot on some of the things you said, as far as I've been in sales uh, pretty much my whole life. I've been more of a direct response sales guy mm -hmm. uh, in the retail space for a lot of years and a mental shift that I had to make is it didn't feel good what I was selling. And I kind of mm -hmm. had to get away from, I didn't like, it's not that the products are necessarily bad, but it didn't feel good to my soul. It wasn't something that was right. feeding me. And right. getting more connected with spiritual entrepreneurs like yourself and Kristen kind of really helped me get more aligned with what is it do I want to sell and mm -hmm. why does that 
like so important to me. And it's what a different shift it is to be able to sell something that feels really good. So, totally. You know, like yeah. just the having an impact totally. on a world in a totally different way is just really inspiring and empowering to me. So I, I, I really relate to like that shift going from selling products and services mainly to get a commission, which is where mm -hmm. the environment I came from, to mm -hmm. shifting to I really get to be involved in a space where people genuinely uh, sincerely want to help elevate society and humanity in some way. And I just think that's a super cool vision. And, you know, that's why I've decided to make some of the changes that I've made. So like, yeah. just very profound points that you've made that speak definitely to my heart. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what, like, it takes so much courage to really allow yourself to say, Hey, I want to do, I want to sell this kind of thing and then actually going for it. Like it really takes a lot of courage. And I feel like a lot of us don't give ourselves credit for, yeah. you know, putting ourselves out in that way and saying, Hey, you know, the world has been telling me for as long as I can remember that I have to follow this very specific set of rules right. or I'm not okay, but I'm feeling different and I'm going to do that and see how it goes. That takes a lot of guts, mm -hmm. a lot. And I think that that's kind of like what I really wanted to share on today is that when you have that level of conviction, around what it is that you're supposed to be doing and what it is that you feel driven by, then I feel you have a responsibility to that mission. I feel that there's a kind of a, a, a duty yeah. because you've been, you've been given this vision to steward it, right? Like, why would you get this whole big, I mean, for you guys, right? And for me, I have, we have these giant, giant visions and we've been given these visions because we're capable or are becoming capable of bringing them to the world. And so I think, the most important thing for people like us to do is to line up for it and start to cultivate the courage and make the little decisions and the bigger decisions and the bigger decisions so that we can continue to actually honor our mission and, and do good by it. Does that make sense? Like makes we, perfect. we get these amazing ideas and so many of us just let them die because we're scared because we're insecure because our ego's loud or whatever. But I feel that the best thing that you could do is if you are inspired to create something is to have the courage to make at least a step in that direction. You don't have to go, you know, to the 2050 like empire version of it. You can just go into, Hey, so what's my very first step? What's the very first step? It's the smallest step that I could possibly take <laughs> in that direction and take it and then take it again and again and again and again. You know what I mean? So that is so important to me. Yeah. yeah, we have this big macro vision, which is like mm -hmm. the faith in the long term dream. But then we got to stay, you know, grounded in the micro steps every day, yeah. one <laughs> foot in front of the other to make sure that we're continuously moving forward. Sometimes yeah. me being a big picture guy, I lose sight of the small details. And I'm like, That's I just so want to be, you know, at my vision now. I'm a little yeah, yeah. sometimes I, I have to remind myself to, okay, hold on. I'm on step four, not 444. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, you're, you're, you're only work. you can only work in the present moment. You know what I mean? Like at any, in any time you can only do something with the moment that you're in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the best thing that you could do when you're frustrated about, Oh man, I wish I was over there already. Or I wish I was at that level already. The very best thing you could do is ask that, ask yourself that question. Okay. What's the tiniest thing that I can do right now that points me in that direction for someone it might be putting on their shoes. For someone, it might be like actually getting dressed for the day. For someone, it might be something much bigger and everybody's going to be playing at their own level and at their own, you know, uh, relative, you know, step, but it's still 
that's the very best thing you can do because it grounds you into the moment, right? Activity and action grounds you into the moment. And then you feel a sense of satisfaction because you're actually working in the direction that you want to be working in. So like, so passionate about that. It's so easy to get very conceptual, theoretical, like abstract, like, oh, let's look at this big idea and this big concept. But if we can't figure out how to bring that into the present moment, then it's just, we're just talking, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just talk. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and everything you're saying still resonates me, with me because like when I was in my corporate job and selling what I was selling before, I kept always, my mind was always replaying the story in my head of what I really wanted to be doing and not doing it. And it's almost like I was murdering my spirit and murdering my soul mm. because of it. And, and actually you, you get more depressed because you, you're like, you know, you could be doing more, you know, you want to be doing right. something different, but you're portraying yourself in a way. And then as I took each little small step inching my way towards my goals, you pick up momentum. Next thing you right. start feeling confident again. You're like, yes, I'm doing this. I don't know why I didn't do this like a year yes, ago. Yes, exactly. And excitement comes back. Yeah. But yeah, the fear leading up to doing the thing is always more scary than once you actually sit in front of it and yeah. do the thing. Like yeah. I remember for me, like one of those big fears was video like this, getting on a live and like talking. Like it had been on my heart for like three years that I had this huge message that I was wanting to share with the world and make an impact. And I knew that I had a story to share and I knew that it was powerful. And it was like this fear, right? Kept holding me back for a long time. And then as soon as I got on that first live, and as soon as I got on that first video, yeah. it was like, wait, I had all of that anticipation of what this was going to feel like. And that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life because I actually did what was on my heart yep. and what yeah. I felt in my soul to do. And then it's like that one small step though, that spiraled then. And then I gained momentum from there. And so it wasn't about judging how long it took for me to actually get there. It was about honoring that I, I felt the fear but I went and I did it anyway. Yes. And right. then I showed myself that I can and then started to build momentum in the right direction. Yeah. Right. Totally. I think one of the beautiful things I love about you bringing up the idea of being able to market ourselves and especially as like healers and coaches and spiritual entrepreneurs, it's like we have this inner critic, right? And it's always there. It's always there. We have duality yep. of thought, right? Like it's like the inner critic that is saying that we're not enough and that we can't do it and that our message isn't valuable enough. But then we also have the side of us that knows that there's a lion inside of us or a lioness right. inside of us that has this massive vision and that mm-hmm. is powerful and is right. innately measurable and can go out and share this and make an impact. So we have both, right? It's who are we mm-hmm. choosing to, to, to listen to, but also mm-hmm. They're both going to be there, right? But where are we spending most of our time, right? Like, which one are we focusing on, right? We can stay in the belief that we can't do something, or we can sit in the belief that we know that we can, and we can start to take that action toward that. No, and that's such a good point, because, like, I feel that once you actually transcend your own limitation for the first time, there's something magical that happens, I think, for people when you always say, oh, I'm not the type of person who does blank. And then you find yourself doing blank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, then I guess I can do blank. What yeah. else about me is flexible, right? And then you start to actually like take an inventory of all the little different stories that you say, oh, I'm, I don't do that. I don't swim. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do whatever. And it's like, but maybe past you did it, but maybe it, you will now. Maybe it's fine, you know? And I find that, I've been on stages a lot. Okay. So I, I used to sing, 
I did worship when I was church. Like I, I've been on stages a lot. The first five seconds are terrifying. Every time you get up there and you're like, oh shoot, well, you're waiting for the music to start, well, you're waiting for things to go. It is absolutely terrifying because a million things could go wrong in that moment. That would be awkward. But then five seconds later, you're in the flow. You're in the song. You just go into recording whatever you're recording or saying whatever you're saying. And that's what it is for any sort of creative expression that I believe, like, you know, video for your business, like obviously live streams, um, webinars, um, TikTok videos, all of those, you're going to be scared. You're mm -hmm. going to be scared. You're like everybody, you're going to be scared. That's not a reason to not do it. That's not a valid reason to not do it. Even if you're doing it and never posting it, even if you're just like making a tiny step in that direction, do it. Because otherwise you're going to be stuck at this wall for so long and you're going to get more, you know, more out of alignment with where you want to be. And so you start to feel that, that resentment with your reality, that resentment with like where you're at versus, you know, where you desire to be is going to feel so icky when really the solution to that is learn to transcend your own stories about yourself, you know, and become the kind of person who does that kind of thing, you know? 100%. And it's, it's, I always say like, we're here for something so much larger than ourselves, right? Like when that was one of the biggest catalysts in me actually having a committed heart toward following my dreams. It was, I had had this epiphany where it was like, like Mark Twain always says, two of the most, you know, important days of your life are the day that you're born and the day that you, you know, realize why you're here. And it was like, wow. wait, I'm here to stand on stages and speak to people and use my voice and use my writing as a way to help people transform their lives and live a life more alive. Like I'm here for that, right? It was like the first time that I was able to say, I've known this all along, but now I can yeah. share this and step into this because what really helped me commit to that wasn't only that it was my dream and it was on my heart. It was that the people that it was going to impact and help along the right. way. It was right, you get driven by that, like yeah. that impact. And so like, I love that you guys talk about impact a lot on this, you know, with other people. Obviously I'm a big believer in this, but whenever people are just like overwhelmed with fear about creating something, mm -hmm. I just pause them and I say, okay, think about the impact. Think about your soulmate client stumbling upon this video and watching it in its, in its entirety and resonating with it in its entirety and then having the shifts that happen through that resonance and then they go and live their world live in their world differently maybe they're a parent they start to parent differently they start to be with their partner differently they start to treat with their clients differently all because you have the courage to open your mouth right and imagine that happens every single time that someone connects with your content right and so when you have that on this hand right literal world transformative power by you using your voice on this hand your fear is like what like you know it's just like so small compared mm -hmm. relatively to the impact there and so we have to make sure that we're holding you know if we had like a scale right deciding whether or not we're going to do something it's not oh i'm scared i don't want to or i'm brave i do want to it's not like that it's like i'm scared i don't want to and all the people that would be benefited positively by my expression are no longer going to be benefited and are going to have to wait for somebody else to have this idea and say it in a way that resonates with them all because i was too scared yeah. that's what's on either side of the scale you yes. know when you have that it's obvious the choice is obvious like get over it and do your thing but <laughs> when you don't have it that way you get two in the ego two in the mind two in the fear and then putting out this video is suddenly the scariest thing on the planet but for me it's way scarier to imagine that there are people who are out there suffering right now 
who would be benefited by me if I would just have the courage to say something. Absolutely. That's way scarier to me. So absolutely yeah, super powerful and i love what you're saying about courage because take it from somebody who is considered i'm an introvert right and we're anti-social but when the vision's important to you you can stand mm -hmm. in that courage and you'll do what it takes because it's that important to you so that's why like i love what we always talk about the why because the why is what carries you through which if your why is powerful enough to you you'll do what it takes you'll take the exactly. necessary steps Absolutely. And a lot of times people aren't anchored into the deepest level of their why because they haven't done that work and that's fine. Right. But if you find yourself like, if you find yourself not being motivated by your why, it's a good time to go look under that and see, is there something deeper that I need to connect to? Is there something different that I need to connect to? Maybe that why that you're holding on to was for a season, you know what I mean? And now it's time to focus on something else. Now you have another idea. Now you have another thing, another project to work on. So if you ever find yourself like your why isn't driving you anymore, take an audit, you know, look inside and see if there's something else that you're supposed to be doing, or if there's something that is blocking you from really anchoring fully, whether that be, you know, unresolved tension around something, you know, I mean, just like do the work. I don't know if that's really vague or whatever, but just look inside and deal with whatever's there. It, I know I'm making it sound super simple, but. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage though. And the, yeah, the first step is just being aware of it and then starting to, like you said, day by day, moment by moment, you know, mm -hmm. moving forward and not putting the pressure on yourself to have it all figured out. Right. Exactly. No. And I I'm think an dork. <laughs> ever heard of uh, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Oh yeah. The fear acronym. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> I think it's really important because it's like, Everybody, fear is a constant, you know what I mean? Fear is something that we all run into in different shapes and different sizes. So we get an opportunity to react to fear pretty frequently and we can practice a new reaction. You know what I mean? Like if you're always reacting this one way, you, can, you have an opportunity very frequently to, to shift your response and say, okay, this time I'm gonna face it. This time I'm gonna face it, okay. And this time I'm going to run for just for a minute. Okay. This time I'm going to face it and like start to build a new response to fear. Um, and then, and then you become unstoppable. You know what I mean? Then you can just do whatever you want, whenever you want it. <laughs> God mode, you know? So, yeah. I love that. And one of, one of the things that we talked about a little bit that, um, I kind of wanted to go into a little bit more with you, um, mm -hmm. is the idea of the soulmate client. And yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about that. Soulmate client. Let me just start right off the bat. It is not a synonym for ideal client. It's not a synonym for niche. It's not a synonym for avatar or whatever other marketing language you've ever heard. A soulmate client is someone who is on one side of the world or next door desiring to experience something. And then at the same time, you're being inspired to create that thing. Okay. So you want, you know, let's say you're out there and you're like, man, it would be so great if there was like a massage therapist who like worked with you based on your astrology, right? Like, let's just say you're walking around in the world thinking that, right? Then there's an astrologer in the masseuse class saying, oh my God, wouldn't it be dope if I did this this way, right? And that's the concept of soulmate clients. I believe that these are connections that are happening in the divine, like at a soul level, not just you know, I write words that make you feel things and then you buy from me. It's very much um, how the universe maintains supply and demand, right? If there were 
you know, 99% of people wishing for things and only 1% of people making things. And we would have a pretty sad world because we'd have all these people who want to experience these things and they don't exist. And then vice versa, if we have a whole bunch of creators and there's no people that want anything, then that's going to be a problem. So I think that with the soulmate client concept is how, you know, supply and demand is happening at a cosmic and energetic level. Right. And so if that is the case, then your job is not about manipulating anyone in or trying to talk anybody into your offer or convincing anyone. It's actually about shining a light on why you're creating what you're creating, what you feel you know, about it, how you connect with it so that other people, your soulmate clients can resonate with you, right? Yeah. They'll never resonate with you if, you're, if they're not soulmate clients. They won't. I love that perspective. And they're going to be different levels too. So I believe a soulmate clients vary from offer to offer rather than like, Hey, I have a soulmate client for all the things in my business because every soulmate client is on a journey. Everybody's on a journey, like as on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so when you have an offer, it, it meets your soulmate client at a point in their journey. And then you have another offer and it meets your soulmate client at another point in their journey. And they're going to continue mm-hmm. on their journey because that's what the healing industry is about, right? That's, <laughs> that's what all of this is about is us continuing to develop ourselves and experiencing more joy and more peace and more freedom and all of that stuff. And so we're being driven by this desire to, like you said, Kristen, live life more alive, right? That is, that is essentially what's driving a lot of the people, most of the people in the spiritual industry and in the coaching industry. So why would we use pain points to market to these people? It just doesn't make sense. They're being driven by their desire to experience life at this beautiful, you know, intentional level. But for whatever reason, marketing gurus are still telling you to aggravate their pain points and make them feel like crap. And that's just not necessary. And so I come in with this new paradigm, like concept of soulmate clients. And it's more about, Hey, instead of trying to talk to, to, to aggravate someone's pain points, why don't we speak to their desires? Why don't we speak to the motor that's actually driving them forward in this industry? People aren't paying here to get away from their pain. They're, they're going towards their desires. So soulmate clients are essentially just this concept that I've been expanding on for like two or three years now probably three years and i've written a free workbook on it to help people kind of get the idea like downloaded and locked in it's available um on my website and i can we can link that or whatever Mm -hmm. but it is uh, a really it's a really healing way to look at marketing because Mm -hmm. now the conversation goes from how do i do this right how do i do this so that the most amount of people buy it to how do I show up in a way that my soulmate client will recognize me? And that's worlds apart for people because everyone's been trying to contort themselves into marketing a certain way. And I hear telling you, Hey, be you like, be you like be radically you. Like if you're the kind of person that dresses in a certain way, dress in that way in your live streams, like professionalism doesn't have to be an aesthetic. It can be just a level of quality of work. Okay. It can be an excellence, right? But doesn't, that means that you get to be yourself. And if you're not being yourself, if there are parts of you that are hiding away or being diminished or being muted, then guess what? Your soulmate clients aren't going to find you because they're looking for you, 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 not the fake you that you're putting out into the world. So obviously I could rant on this for a long time, but you guys get it, right? Soulmate clients. Oh, I totally get it. I love that. (laughs) I'm like getting the chills, (laughs) like all the affirmations and confirmations. I love it so much. And it's, yeah you know, we were just talking about this yesterday. It's like, 
when I'm writing things and, and talking, it's always from my heart, right? Like it's coming right. from a place of like a deeper motivation. It's not, how can I write this so that this person will buy from me? Right. You know, it's how can I write this so this person will feel something, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, but right. it's also not even really a thought. It's just coming from a deep place within me of this is what I'm feeling and experiencing. And I know that there's a crap ton of people out there that are feeling and experiencing this too. And I know that if I can share this, right? Like that's going to set the stage of, wait, well, if she shared that, I can share that too, right? Because I know better, right? Yeah. It just provides that level of courage for someone. You lift them up by saying, yeah. hey, you can also do this too, you know? Yeah, it's your expression as a service. Yeah. So this is why I, I really, I resonate with the idea of calling all of us artists, even if we're not like creating visually, because yeah. your expression, Kristen, like when you're writing or when I'm talking, this is our service to the world. Like people are being benefited mm -hmm. by me talking the way that I'm talking, you writing the way you're writing, you doing the thing that you are about, right? You know, that saying like the world needs people who have come alive. Like yes. this is where yeah. we do that. And so, yeah, it gives other people the courage to share and all of that. But truly we provide opportunities for people to reflect on something. Yes. What maybe that they've been avoiding, maybe that they haven't really had the words for it, haven't been able to articulate. When we share our story, we give people almost like a, you know, I kind of imagine it like, uh, you know, play therapy, like children will sometimes play out things with characters that they're really going through. Yes. I believe that when we share our stories, we give people an opportunity, opportunity to do that with us. Right. So they'll say, oh, you know, I feel like I'm pretty similar to Kristen. And I see that she's talking about dealing with fear. Oh, maybe I'm dealing with that. And then having that awareness kind of build mm -hmm. and seeing how you dealt with it and how you processed it, mm -hmm. it allows people straight up just the mental tools to be able to discern what is happening within them. Mm -hmm. It's such a service, just you showing up. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get so bent out of shape when people are like overthinking it. Yeah. not doing it yeah. because only your soulmate client is going to resonate with you literally do yes. not care about anyone else yes. like forget everybody else who's not your person yeah. speak because you never know who's going to find you who's going to mm -hmm. need to have heard exactly what you've said said by you by someone who looks like you and sounds like you and is like you <laughs> it's going to hit differently you know what i mean like having you know for example having you guys do this together right is exciting for people who want to have this kind of thing in their life, you know, and you're just showing up and doing what you're doing. You're not really doing it for posturing or whatever. You're just excited mm -hmm. and showing up. But just by you doing that, there's people who now are having dreams like with words and they go, Oh my God, I would love to do like a podcast, like with my boyfriend or whatever. That would be the dopest thing just because you guys showed up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There are people who look like me who feel like they can't show up because they look like me and they see me and they go, Oh wait, Maybe I can, maybe there's space for me. You know what I mean? So that's what, like, we can't be so stuck on the fear because you never know who's going to be activated by us showing up. So just show up. Absolutely. Default, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're leading by example, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're not talking about things that you haven't lived through or experienced. Right. Right. It's like, you're speaking to the heart of the person that was either a former version of your, of yourself or someone that you is a soulmate client, right? Like, right. just like, you feel you feel soulmate, right? like, yeah, it's that the type of relationship. It's like, you're speaking to the heart of the person that is desiring what you are offering and you're offering right. because you have the idea, right? And the dream yeah. was 
dream. And if the dream is in you, it's for you. And yeah, exactly. Somebody else is out there that wants that. <laughs> like exactly, exactly, literally, exactly. That's a that's the soulmate client concept in the most basic and like straightforward way. Like if you are following your intuitive nudges and building what you're supposed to build and creating what you're supposed to create from a place of like just divine expression, not trying to make it, you know, not thinking, oh, how do I say this so most people buy or how do I position this so most people buy? Not like that. Literally the way that it's coming out of you, honoring that mm -hmm. and then building structures around it that support it, right? I'm not anti-strategy, obviously. But um, then when you do that, people can actually resonate with the truth, right? I think a lot of us are muddling and adding in a bunch of stuff because we think we need to make it look more official or we need to make it look more like valuable because we don't feel like our gifts in and of themselves are valuable. We have to add all this extra to like make it good. And then people are distracted by that because it's not you. So if you just, you know, strip it down to its bare bones and say, I want to help you feel better in this area of life. And I think I can help you do that because these are my experiences and whatever, like that's going to, that's going to be way more profitable in the long run because people are tired of being lied to and manipulated on the internet. So it's just like that old stuff doesn't even work anymore. Like it just doesn't even work. Like just get with the times. It's my thing. So much of marketing is fear-based and what you're yeah. describing is so much more of an authentic, sincere way to go about being your true and authentic self. And uh, you know, I, I get, I used to get a lot of flack at my store because if I felt like a product that I was offering wasn't right for them, I, I would tell them this isn't right for you. And I, and I would get yeah. for that on some occasions. Like, what do you mean? I got fired from Best Buy that for person? that. I'm like, no, like that wasn't right for them. So, you know, I just didn't feel yeah. right. So I didn't do it. I used to get a lot of crap for that. But what you're mm -hmm. describing is at the core of sales, because it's kind of a stigma between sales. Yeah, it's yeah. an equal exchange of value. Yeah, so what right. you're setting up in your system is a way of both parties are equally experiencing something that they actually want. It's win-win relationships. And I just exactly. love that to the soulmate client yeah exactly and when I help people create their packages and their offers right because I work with one-on-one -on -one with people and we will come up with offers and packages every single time the number one question I ask is like does this feel satisfying and fulfilling to you yes and not necessarily like the impact and all of that is fantastic but if it doesn't call your highest energy into the room if it doesn't energize you if it doesn't feel like just like oh, when you're done then do not do it. Do not. We'll find another way to, to bring that because when you have that, then you feel when you're making a sale, it's a genuinely good thing, yes. right? If I'm somebody who helps people, you know, what well, I am, help somebody who helps people build spiritual businesses and like build brands and become influencers online and things like that. And I legitimately feel that that's good for the world and I enjoy doing it, then I'm going to sell effortlessly, which mm -hmm. I do. But if I, if I have the same business and I feel, you know, somewhere inside of me that that's shady or it's, you know, it's spammy or, you know, whatever, then I'm not going to sell it. It has nothing to do with the product being sellable. Everything has to do with how I relate to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always ask people like, does this feel satisfying to you? Does this feel energizing? Does it feel fulfilling? Mm -hmm. If you weren't getting paid for it, like if we lived in a utopia where there was no money, would you still want to do this work? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then we'll do it. Otherwise, we got to like go back to the drawing board a little bit mm -hmm. because otherwise it's going to feel like you're taking Absolutely. when you sell. And we don't want that feeling. We want it to feel like an equal exchange. We want it to feel like, hey, I'm showing up for you with my best. You're showing up for me with this financial situation so I can continue to build my life. 
we're good. Everything's good. It doesn't feel, nobody feels indebted. It's not weird energy like that. We just get to show up and play and party and have, you know, do the work that we're supposed to do. So yes, agree with that. And it's coming from a soul aligned place, right? Like it's their true desire. Cause a lot of people don't actually sit with that. You know, like I remember for a while when I was first on my journey, I was chasing a brick and mortar when one of my core values was location freedom, right? Like that's obviously not in alignment with the type of business, but I had still had some shedding that I was doing in terms of, oh, well, it makes me successful if I have a physical location, right? Like then I'm an actual business owner, right? Not if I'm like this mobile coach online that like travels and does workshops all over the world. Now I'm like, hell friggin' yeah, that's the life I'm going to live. That's where I'm headed. But it took some time to ask the right questions, right? And it's awesome that you're coaching people at that level so that they can connect to that soul aligned business that is actually going to take them to where they want to go so that they can kind of like go through less of the pain points, right? Because if they are offering something that lights them up from the inside out, that's not sales. You're sharing, you know, and you're you're providing value and you're providing transformation and you're changing people's lives and you're enjoying doing it and you're showing up for it and you want to get up out of bed before your alarm goes off in the morning and you're excited, you know. A lot of people don't realize that that level of satisfaction with your life is even possible. And that's the biggest resistance that people have to my work mm-hmm. is like, oh, but like, it needs to also feel like work. And I'm all, but does it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's old paradigm. Like. I'm not saying don't do your taxes. I'm not saying like show up when it's uncomfortable, right? Cause I, or not show up when I'm, cause I just said that you show up when it's uncomfortable. I'm just saying that there's this, trend let's call it a trend where we're just you know kind of talking about if it doesn't feel good don't do it which is an interesting concept because there's a lot of things that are good for me that don't feel good that I should do like exercise or like eat vegetables like I'd rather eat candy but you know vegetables are good right so this whole idea of it doesn't feel good don't do it is really not taking into account all of the stories all of the fear all of the ego that people have And so I think that it's really important for us, like in this particular part of the conversation to say, you know, if you are, if you're stuck in a place where you want to be doing more than you're doing and you're not doing it because people are telling you that you shouldn't force it or people are telling you that you shouldn't like hustle or whatever, if you want to work through it and you're driven and you're like fierce and bold. There's nothing wrong with being masculine in your business. There's nothing wrong with like working and putting in the hours and working on Saturdays if you want to, if you want to, if it's not coming from a place of like, I don't feel good enough unless I don't work, you know, like as as long as it's not that, (laughs) if you want to put in the work and be uncomfortable and like put your head down and do your thing, don't let anybody tell you that you're running your business in the wrong way. Right. So I had to say that because it's been on my heart a lot. Nobody's journey is the same and how you're going to go about it and what feels right to you could be very different from the person next to you. And that is totally okay. Cause that's when you are in true alignment with your soul, when you are following that and what that feels like. Exactly. Love it. One one of the last things before we transition to how people can find you is, Mm -hmm. Now that we've talked all about like marketing and if you have an awesome message and you're trying to change the world, there are some um, tools that you mm-hmm. can use or social media platforms that can help you with that. Yeah. Um, yes. Are, are you hinting at TikTok? Yeah. I can talk about TikTok. <laughs> you know okay. I'm trying to get to TikTok because <laughs> I want to talk so about much. TikTok. 
I'll give you guys the, the speed version, okay? TikTok has been downloaded 1.5 billion times. There's half a billion daily active users spending about an hour on the app every single day on average, right? The, the app is made of 15 to 60 second video clips that can be done either lip synced, just talking like this, or with like more edited, you know, scenes and things like that. It can be very, very complex or very, very simple. TikTok, the way that the algorithm is built is that every single video that you create gets put on the For You page for a short time. If it starts to perform well, people are liking it, commenting on it, sharing it, then it'll get put onto more For You pages and so on and so forth, right? But the possibility of going viral, mega viral on TikTok is so incredibly high. I've had several people who have consulted and taught go viral since I've been teaching it in the last few months. And what happens when you do that is that if you have your little funnel set up from your TikTok to your Instagram to your email list to whatever, you're making like real money here, like real money, people actually wanting to collaborate with you, hire you. And honestly, the beauty of the platform is that there is so many, there's so much diversity, so many micro communities. There's literally no way that you go on there and there's not someone else talking about what you, what you care about. Yeah. I go on there and pretty much my entire feed is plus size models, um, intuitive healers, and people dancing because those are my things those are the things that i like to look at but someone else's <laughs> feed might be full of cute animals and whatever but for a business owner for a healer for a coach it is such an excellent way to spread your message because people on there are are accustomed to a much higher level of vulnerability than on facebook ever like ever people are talking about their mental health they're talking about you know the intricacies of their their mindset they're talking about like things like empathy, like healing, like, you know, astrology, all sorts of things that are, there are already conversations happening about that. And if you go on there and if you can turn your message into something that's lighthearted, fun, interesting, um, engaging, then you're going to take off. You're going to take off. And if you, again, if you have your visibility strategy linked to your actual marketing strategy, which is the key here then you actually can actually like start to grow your Instagram. You can, you can start to grow your email list. You can start to make more sales and things like that. But that is TikTok. I'm, I'm such a fanatic. It is the world is ready for healers. Yes. Healers don't know that yet. The world is actually really, truly ready for you to talk about rewriting your story, breaking your own rules. Like all of that stuff is something that the world's ready for. It, it may be more comfortable to believe that you're misunderstood it made me more comfortable to believe that no, people aren't going to get it. 60 seconds is not long enough to talk about this very complex issue, but listen, you don't have to shove the whole thing into one minute. First of all, first of all, <laughs> you can make several videos. Second of all, the world's actually ready for you. And like, we have to get to the point where we are addressing the true reason we're not making videos on TikTok, And that has to do with the ego. You know what I mean? We're scared of being judged. We're scared of being, people finding it and saying it that we're silly or whatever, but why it's so much fun. It's so much fun to create. It's so much fun to be a part of that community. You know, there's a viral TikTok right now that's going around. It's just like TikTok is essentially a giant inside joke. It's like a giant inside joke. Once you are in it, you get it. But outside of it, you're like, what is everybody laughing at? But once you're in there, it's like a community and it's such a cool way to connect with people. I have people who are following me all over the world that I'd never would have had access to because of TikTok. So I am such a fan and highly recommended. I do have a training on it if people 
want to know about that. It's $97. It's like a bundle whole thing. So yeah, that is my run on TikTok. 100%. People are craving the truth. People are craving yeah. your truth and what you have to say is valuable. Um, mm -hmm. So hopefully we like drove that point home um, for anyone out there yeah. uh, that may not feel like that's the case, but all right, honestly, this has been such an awesome conversation. Yeah. And, um, we just want to keep talking. I know. But is there any, like, are there any, I guess, last words or pieces of advice that you want to leave the audience with? And then obviously where they can find you, because they're obviously going to want to connect with you after this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my biggest like piece of advice right now is to start writing down what your insights are. Like as a person, everybody, even if you don't identify as a healer or a coach yet, or whatever, start writing down these things that you're going through. Start taking note of the little movements that you have, like those little aha moments throughout your day, because those are going to ultimately be the stories that help you sell whatever you're selling, you know, in the end, those are going to be the stories that you can tell on a platform like TikTok. And even if you're not totally sure what you're selling, start building an audience right now. Just start talking about what it is you want to talk about. It can shift, it can change. You can completely go a totally different direction but I would so much rather see people who, you know, who have a little bit of a interest in this, just start, mm -hmm. even if we don't have an offer or product or anything like that yet, start mm -hmm. to take note of these things because you're going to be way better off than the people who have known that they want to do something like this, but, are, but have never really taken the time to self-reflect through their insights. So, um, that would be my piece of advice. The best way to find me right now is through Instagram. It's just my, uh, first and last name, Nanette Minley. And then on TikTok, it's Nanette XO. Um, which yeah, I have a couple of videos on them. They're cool. I like them. And my website, nanettemily.com. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Nanette. We really appreciated this conversation. Super powerful conversation. Start to finish. Uh she's definitely the real deal. Please reach out to her and uh, Thank you. I'm so glad that we're connected, you guys. I'm having so much fun talking with you and I can't wait to like actually get together. <laughs> In real Absolutely. life. We're on the same I know, yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome.